Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Now for our story. Randy Lane had driven to the Huntsville Sanitarium this morning for an interview with a psychiatrist who was treating Kit Calvert for a mental illness. Learning that Kit's incoherent thoughts centered upon a boy who had been her childhood playmate, Aunt Mary had finally concluded that this child was her own son. In her present illness, Kit identified Randy with the only warmth and friendship she'd ever known. Dr. Larrabee had told Aunt Mary that Kit's cure might be hastened if she were to be confronted with the person who symbolized love and kindness to her, though she had forgotten his face and name. And somewhat reluctantly, Randy had promised his mother to cooperate. Well, now it is late afternoon as he returns home. Aunt Mary is in the living room. Hello, Mom. I guess you thought I'd never get home, huh? Well, I did expect you back sooner. Yeah, well, I stopped off in town for a minute to see Lily. That was nice. How is she, dear? Oh, <laughs> still her own spunky, beautiful self. <laughs> oh, that's good. Randy, I've been so anxious to know what happened at the sanitarium. Oh. Well, Mom, I, I can't say the expedition was much of a success. Didn't you see, Kit? Oh, sure, I saw her all right. But she's in pretty bad shape, I'm afraid. Oh, Randy, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. The way she talks most of the time just... Well, it just doesn't make sense at all. I mean, once in a while, she sounds just as clear-headed as anyone. Then the next minute, she's rambling on in a jumbled, mixed-up way that doesn't make sense. Frankly, it, it made me feel uncomfortable. A person in that condition is so... Well, so exposed. Poor kid. But, Randy, when you told her you're the boy she's thought and talked about so much... Surely she responded to that, didn't she? Oh, yeah, she responded all right. But not the way we expected. What do you mean, dear? Her reaction was definitely negative. And it seems the name Randy Lane is downright poison to her. Reminds her of how she stole Bill Mead from Peggy and of how their marriage cracked up. And the way she talked about Peg certainly didn't endear her to me. Mom, I was within an ace of giving the whole thing up right then. Why, that girl loathes Peggy. Oh, Andy, I'm terribly sorry to hear it turned out like this. But uh, perhaps she just didn't understand that you were this playmate she's talked about. The one she's longed to find. Well, the doctor explained that to her, but she seemed to think it was a trick. I see. So even now in her illness, she still doesn't trust people. That's right, Mom. Well, uh, what did the doctor say, Randy? Did he feel the experiment was a complete failure? No. But I think it was. Next time you go, perhaps she'll understand who you are. Oh, she understood this time, Mom. But you see, that's just the trouble. The minute she heard my name, the minute she knew I was Randy Lane, she, she got all excited. Gosh, Mom, such hatred and, and spite. But Kit's a very sick girl, Randy. She's not responsible for the way she acts. Oh, sure. But when she says these things, she's not kidding. In other words... You get a picture of the way her mind's been working all through the years. And anything to do with this family is strictly no good as far as she's concerned. Well, Randy, Kit was taught to distrust the lanes by her father. By then. Yeah, but look here, Mom. She's grown up now. She should be able to think for herself. Yes, Randy, but I think maybe this hate and malice is part of her illness. Mm, I wonder. I, I couldn't help feeling it was the way she's always felt. Only now she comes right out and says what she thinks. But one can't blame her, Randy. Not in her present mental state. Uh, 
wish I had your tolerance, Mom. But you've always been tolerant, Randy. And a person who's mentally ill, they're to be pitied. Helped. It's awfully hard to help a person like Kit, though. At least it is for me. Son, I hope this doesn't mean you're washing your hands of the whole thing. So much depends on you, dear. Oh, I don't know, Mom. Randy, you are the person that Kit remembers helped her as a child. But she can't remember that it was you. We've got to help her, son. I'm almost beginning to wonder if we aren't mistaken, Mom. Maybe, maybe it was somebody else she's trying to recall. How could it be? Kit's memories about this playmate of hers tally with your own memories of your friendship with her. Oh, sure, sure. But on the other hand, there's nothing unique in what either of us, either of us remembers. There might have been very similar incidents involving some other kid instead of me. Well, it's possible, Randy, but somehow I feel it would be too much of a coincidence. Well, maybe so. But frankly, I wish I'd never gotten into the thing. Especially since my seeing her didn't do any good. From now on, I, I think I'll keep my nose out of it entirely. You don't really mean that. Afraid I do. What's the use of it, Mom? A lot of use if Kit could be restored to mental health. Oh, sure. Get her back on her feet and let her be free again to mess up some more lives. But if Kit were really cured, I believe all this bitterness and hatred would be gone. That's what David hopes for. And so do I. Oh, gosh, Mom. You're a wonderful gal and I love you. But sometimes I think you carry your faith in human nature a little too far. Once in a while, you're bound to run up against a person who's beyond help. And, and all the kindness and help you give him isn't going to phase him. And you think Kit is one of those? Yep. Well, you may be right, son, but I think we should give Kit every opportunity to prove herself. You mustn't sit in judgment, son. I'd like to feel that while I'm in Chicago with Bill, you'll go over to the sanitarium again and do whatever Dr. Larrabee suggests. Okay, Mrs. Lane. But I'm doing it for you, though, not for Kit. But it won't do any good, Randy, unless you truly want to help Kit. Yeah, I know. All right, Mom, I'll try. Thank you, son. Now, why don't you come upstairs and talk to me while I pack? Hmm? Oh, gosh, that's right. You and Bill are scheduled to leave tonight. Mm, the train goes at 8. Say, Mom, couldn't I go with Bill instead of you? It's a tiring trip, you know. Only about six hours, dear. Heavens, I, I'm not so decrepit. I can't take a little trip like that. Yeah. Well, when you get to Chicago, what then? Well, first of all, I intend to go directly to Del Shipley's place. She's always been so sweet about putting me up. Oh, that's good. At least you'll be comfortable. Mm-hmm. Oh, Del and I can have a nice visit. Well, I guess I ought to know better than to try to argue you out of making that trip. <laughs> Randy, you're not implying that I'm a stubborn woman, are you? <laughs> well, um, I, I wouldn't say stubborn exactly. Uh, let's just say you're a lady of um, remarkable determination. Once you make up your mind to accomplish something, fire, flood, or famine won't stop you. Well, I only hope you're right this time, Randy. I only hope we do succeed in finding Mario Descari and bringing him home. A few hours later, after a hasty bite and a last-minute flurry of departure, Randy and Aunt Mary stood on the platform of the station at Wakefield. Lefty, who dislikes farewells, had stayed at the farm. Mother and son talk quietly while Bill Mead and his fiancée say their goodbyes. You mustn't worry, darling. We won't be gone very long. <laughs> Why, before you know it, you'll be down here again to welcome us home. Oh, I hope so, Bill. And if everything goes right, 
It's the very last time we'll ever be separated. For the rest of our lives, Peggy. Think of it. It'll be wonderful, Bill. Oh, you've got to find Mario and get him to come back with you. You've got to, Bill. I'm going to, darling. <laughs> now, cheer up. Give me a nice big smile to carry away with me, huh? And a nice big kiss, too. Oh, Bill. Oh, you watch. Next time you see us, I'll be on one side of Mario and Aunt Mary on the other. We'll take that guy home to Carla, and then... Yes, Bill. Then what? Then we'll call up the preacher, sweetheart. We'll be married, and then... Oh, dear. Oh, don't look sad, darling. Remember, it'll just be a few days. I promise you that. And I'm going to start writing you a letter as soon as I get on the train. I promise, Bill. If you mail it right away from Chicago, I'll get it tomorrow afternoon. I promise, darling. I promise. Now, you be a good girl. <laughs> and remember, everything's going to be fine. <laughs> Goodbye, darling. And don't worry. Goodbye, Peggy, dear. We'll be home soon. Now, you take good care of Randy and Lester. I will, Aunt Mary. Oh, and Bill, take good care of Mom for me, will you? Hey, you bet I will. Uh, what? We better get on, Bill. Yeah, if we don't want to get left. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Standing next to her tall cousin on the platform of the little station, Peggy Douglas was thinking so much depended on their finding Mario Descari and bringing him back to refute the ugly rumors concerning Carla Descari and Bill Mead. But, try as she might, Peggy was unable to blot out a picture of Bill's returning to Wakefield without Mario. And that would mean she and Bill would have to delay their wedding plans. 